Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside, wait for it, a special guest joining us in studio. First time we've ever worked together, Josh Applebaum. You can find him on Twitter, at Josh Insights. We've done a couple things here at the network, but never in studio because you're in town this weekend. Buddy, let's roll, man. Let's roll. We got three <laughs> hours, Femi, so I got a bunch of waters. I got a granola bar. We're going to talk all games today, so I cannot wait. A uh, bunch of takeaways from yesterday, teachable mm-hmm. moments. Also a bunch of really lopsided contrarian plays today. So, Femi, you know me. I'm the annoying guy who likes to, you know, public loading up on Team A. I like to go on Team B. So I'll just give you a little tease. Michigan only getting 17% of bets today. Richmond only getting 25% of bets Oof. today. Creighton 31%. Uh, what else? Is Gonzaga. We got to talk Gonzaga. That's really yes. interesting. They're only getting 34% of bets as well. So uh, a lot to get to. We'll fit in maybe some UFC, NBA. We'll talk to Sean Watson, but it's a pleasure to be here with you, my man. Absolute pleasure. And we will get into all that. I love that you come up with a tease right off the top oh, yeah. of the show there. <laughs> it is Saturday, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, otherwise known as the second round of the NCAA tournament here eight games as we begin this second round coming up we're gonna have a full breakdown of every single game including a pregame breakdown of North Carolina Baylor that's tipping off here in about 10 minutes live betting opportunities with UNC Baylor also Creighton Kansas that tips off in the third hour Josh mentioned it we'll hit on the NFL with the Deshaun Watson news yesterday afternoon and also a look at today's NBA card here but let's get into the NFL news of the day it feels like every time we have these March Madness games something happens I'm almost expecting for another 
another player to be traded sometime this afternoon here. But we, yesterday afternoon, we saw Deshaun Watson, and this was kind of the next domino that we were waiting to see drop here around this quarterback carousel. The Houston Texans send him to the Cleveland Browns, and it involves three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a fourth-round pick. Watson then inks the massive extension, five years, $230 million guaranteed, the largest guarantee in NFL history. What were your, before we get into the betting ramifications of this, what were your initial thoughts when you saw this trade go down? So, number one, it tells you always NFL is king. Even when it's March Madness, <laughs> even when something else is going on, this news <laughs> is huge. So, Femi, it's funny, like a, a week ago, you know, I was at the DraftKings studio for the Selection Sunday show. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady announces that he's coming back. That hijacked that show. <laughs> uh, my second day here in Vegas, it was the Devontae Adams trade. Now you're getting, obviously, Deshaun Watson. So, uh, it's super exciting. I think it's great for the NFL. It just goes to show, uh, you know, the eyes on the NFL all season long. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, you know, bet on it when it's going on. It's all year round. You're, you're really interested in this stuff. So I think there's two things. Number one, I think this is a ramification of what the Rams did. I think, you know, so many teams, Femi, are reluctant to give away first round picks. And then they saw, you know, what the Rams did. And people were like, oh, Stafford, you gave up too much for him. What happens? They win the Super Bowl. So you see, obviously, the Denver Broncos give up a bunch of picks there for Wilson. Same thing here with Watson. But Femi, you know, we were looking at this and it was like, hey, he's going to go to the NFC South. It's going to be the Saints. It's yeah. going to be, uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. The Browns kind of came out of nowhere. And I think the reason for that is the guaranteed money. It's got to be uh, Femi. It's very oh, 100%. rare that you get, uh, you know, a contract like that. Kirk Cousins did it a few years ago, kind of started that whole trend. But the guaranteed money, the multiple first-round picks, and now that division, you know, and again, we'll get to the betting ramifications, but plus 3,500 for the Browns to win the Super Bowl, down to plus 1,600. That's a really competitive division. I, I think Watson could make an immediate impact for them. You know, we talked about the Browns being out of it. I mean, that's what we heard. Is like, hey, the Browns are out of it. This is down to Falcons and the Saints here. But money talks amongst all things here in the NFL free agency circle. So now Watson, member of the Cleveland Browns. We'll see what happens with Baker Mayfield. We'll touch on that later on in the show. Also, make sure I didn't say at the top, but tweet at us, at Josh underscore insights, at Femi Bebefe, at VEASAN Live. We want to hear from you guys all throughout the next three hours here. But it's interesting seeing those odds shift such dramatically because this AFC is so difficult, it's so deep, that one of these teams is going to disappoint. It almost feels like there's so many contenders here. Do you think that Cleveland at 16-1 is a valuable bet to make right now? So I do think so because, again, I only expect them to get better. You know, Watson, mm-hmm. maybe there's kind of a learning curve there. You know, he missed an entire season. Obviously, you can also think of he's never been healthier in his life, Femi. You play football for so long, you take a year off. Yeah. You know, Rob Gronkowski, we saw how that really benefited him taking a year off. But in terms of the division, you know, futures here, I just dialed up DraftKings. The Browns are, are the favorite here to win their division based on this Deshaun Watson deal. Plus 150, uh, Baltimore Ravens plus 225. I think the Ravens could be a bylaw spot. They had so many injuries and still kind of battled and uh, were decent last year. So I, I expect to bounce back from them. The Bengals plus 225. I mean, how are you not high in the Bengals after what they did going to the Super Bowl? Joe Burrow, I think they were really smart so far this offseason, just loading up on offensive linemen. Don't, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. You got to protect Burrow. You yeah. sign a couple linemen. I think that's a benefit to them. The Steelers, to me, are kind of the, the odd man out here. They're plus 1,000 to win their division. Uh, MVP Mitch, let's not make Michael Lombardi's head explode, but I don't know how much you expect <laughs> out of him there. season is here. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think I went into this saying, you know, before the Watson trade, I really like the Bengals in this spot, but mm-hmm. man, I don't know if the Browns have a great number right now, because again, you know, they were uh, you know, much higher before this trade. I don't know if the value's there, but man, this is going to be very competitive. And I think, too, one thing that we got to make sure we keep 
mindful of is that there could be a suspension here for Deshaun Watson as well. So maybe if you're kicking yourself, like there was 40 to ones out there on Cleveland to win the Super Bowl, now down to 16 to one. If he's suspended, who knows, two, four, six, eight games, there could be a buy low spot maybe later on in the season. Yeah, and I think that's a really smart point by you, Femi, because, you know, looking at that number plus 150, you know, if he's, let's say he suspended four games. I mean, Deflate mm-hmm. Gate was four games for Brady. You would think maybe this is, you know, if not the same, probably maybe more. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't bet that number now. Let's say, who like, who's going to start case Keenum Baker's probably gone what if they go one and three in the games that Deshaun Watson misses you know that plus 150 is now probably up to I don't know plus 250 plus 350 I would kind of wait it out maybe they have a rough start and then you hit them right before he comes back to the team yeah it's fascinating stuff there in the NFL I think the biggest winner of this trade and we'll get to that later on in the show was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because all those (laughs) NFC South teams were being linked to Deshaun Watson now it's Tom Brady's back they got the weapons back they know they lost some guys in free agency but that path to win the division crown looks really clear for Tampa Bay I'm right there with you because I think when you see these big trades or big signings you go to like the team who got the player but you also got to think about you know how it affects a team that, you know, they were worried that he would be in their division. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these odds right now. Tampa Bay minus 250 to win the NFC South. Femi, I want to hammer that. I just don't expect any of these teams <laughs> to come close. The Saints, it was Jameis Backs. I heard a rumor that he may he be. Could, he's back in play. Yeah, least. he's back in play. So, uh, you know, who else are you looking at? Carolina, could they, you know, was it Darnold, uh, Cam Newton, the Falcons. Carolina out of here. <laughs> yeah, the Falcons wanted to get rid of Matt Ryan for Watson. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes you get worried by chalk, and it seems too good to be true. But now we kind of realize why Brady came back. It seems like the door is open, and a lot of these great mm-hmm. QBs are going to the AFC. I would hammer that Bucks minus 250 to win the division. We will discuss the NFL. NFL in depth later on in the program, but let's turn our attention to college basketball here because we have a game tipping off in about five minutes between North Carolina and Baylor. Right now, the Baylor Bears five and a half point favorites total at 148 and a half in this spot here. And depending on what the market's doing, it feels like we got some Tar Heel love. What's your interpretation of the line and the total in this game? So I would lean a little bit to, uh, you know, to, to North Carolina here. I mean, the betting percentage are pretty much down the middle. We'll get to a lot of these games where, you know, as a contrarian, I get excited. These teams getting, you know, 20, 30 percent of bets at BetMGM. This one is, is pretty much split. You have North Carolina getting 53 percent of bets, Baylor, 47 percent of bets. The line really hasn't moved too much. A lot of these books open, you know, maybe a six or a five and a half. It did get to five at some shops. So it told me maybe a little UNC money. Uh, you're looking at Ken Palm. He has uh, Baylor winning this game by seven. So I would lean, you know, North Carolina plus the points. I just, I want to see kind of a late move, and I know it's about to start in one second here. It really hasn't moved off the five and a half. So it yeah. tells me oddsmakers set a pretty good number here. You know, if anything, maybe you lean a little bit to the under. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't play that one, but I don't see anything in this one, Femi, to be honest with you. Yeah, I took North Carolina money line just because of the volatility of their team there. Just because like, I, I look at this North Carolina team, it's like they've struggled in quad one games outside of the win over Duke and Coach K's final game at Cameron there. But if they make their shots, Baylor is shorthanded. They got a short rotation. North Carolina likes to get out and run. Maybe they can catch the Bears kind of just a little bit of fatigue here as they maybe make some shots and get out in transition. And Femi, to your point, this is kind of my most exciting time to watch these lines. You know, if you're a guy like me, a nerd who likes to look at the numbers, (laughs) the last, you know, two, five, ten minutes before the game tips off, if I see late movement, I always want to be on that side. Limits are raised. That's when big bets come in. And to your point, UNC, uh, I just saw a couple books, plus five and a half, minus 115. It was plus five and a half, minus 110 when I woke up. So it looks like there is some liability here on UNC. Uh, I'm only concerned that, you know, hey, is it too easy or a trendy dog, basically, which you like to bet against? That's my only concern. But Femi, you're making me pick this game. I'll sweat UNC plus five and a half. I like the late move. I know. That's the thing is that I'm like, did I step in it here with this brand name North Carolina (laughs) team? Everybody knows this team is, oh, I can get North Carolina with points? Like, wow, that's intriguing there. 
So I'm hoping I didn't step in it. We'll see here tip off in about five minutes or so over there. But in the total in this one, you said that you'd maybe lean to the under. I'm seeing 148 and a half over at BetMGM, but some 149s out there as well for the folks who want to get in on the under. Yeah, I mean, my only lean there would be, you know, you are looking at a big kind of bet dollar split to the under. It's only about 50-50, but I'm looking at like 65% of money on the under. So mm-hmm. anytime you get that, you know, lower bets, higher dollars. And again, you know, kind of look at this and say, hey, there's, you know, two fast-paced teams. They score a ton, hammer the over here, but it hasn't really moved too much off the opener. So again, I don't see, like, this time of year, Femi, there's so many great games to get down on. I don't want to just have action to, to have it. action and force it. You know, I want to save my my uh, my bankroll for some of these other games that really, really fit my model. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point to have out there because this you're inundated with so many options sides and totals on all these games we have eight of them today there's a chance we will have value on some of these games here so it doesn't have to be the first game of the day although it is pretty intriguing the sports book out here is getting active I mean we've seen people I got here around 7 30 this morning and people are lining up all day long here to get their bets in so it's gonna be a fun day of basketball with this game interesting though with this game the Carolina and Baylor winner goes off to the sweet 16, obviously that being the situation, but I don't know if the path is clear, but it seems like it's a pretty advantageous region here. That's up for grabs, especially with Kentucky bowing out a couple days ago. Yeah. And again, Kentucky really kind of let down a lot of contrarian minded betters like me, because if yeah. you wanted to go against the grain and not pick a Gonzaga or not pick an Arizona, they had the third best odds to cut down the nets and they obviously mm-hmm. bow out early. Now we got to get to that St. Peter's game in a minute. Uh, St. Peter's is a very trendy dog today. I actually kind of like <laughs> laying the points with Murray state. There's a great um, number here. When you're a 13 seed or higher in the round of uh, in the second round, you're only eight and 26 against the spread since 2005 so only 27 percent so you get excited these teams pulled off a big upset but then like reality sets in and the next round they tend to get rolled it is difficult to make back-to-back upsets like that for a 15 seed although we saw oral roberts go to a sweet 16 last year but traditionally those teams tend to bow out the next round there after the nine seed or whoever takes them a little bit more seriously we're just getting warmed up here on betting across america on the other side full breakdown of the college basketball card today Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. and Adult Swims, Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get Swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem pop-up. This weekend only at the Resorts World East Garden Plaza, the immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick Pickle Frosty. Boom! Big reveal! While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko, score exclusive swag, and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World through Sunday right here in Las Vegas. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum here coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And we just went through a 32-game gauntlet over the last couple of days for the first round of the NCAA tournament. And I want to ask you kind of what stood out to you and some takeaways and lessons learned that we can apply going forward. Yes, yeah, so I think there are two things. Let's start on just a macro level, just, you know, mm-hmm. dogs' favorites, how they've done. Now, number one, we started really, really chalky. I know the odds makers couldn't have been happy. The public was off to a fantastic start. Uh, favorites were at 1.9-0 ATS to start the tournament. So they were rolling. Uh, through, going into yesterday, they were 13-7 and against the spread. Overs were 13-7. and So, again, you want to sweat the better team, the favorite. You want to play the over. It was a fantastic start. But I think in life, Femi, and, and in betting, regression <laughs> always takes place. And it was a really great bounce-back day for the books and for contrarian bettors yesterday. You had uh, dogs go 10-6 and ATS. You had unders go 10-6. and So anytime you get the dogs and the unders to start, hitting you know it's good for the book typically except it's you know if it's a public play but nine times out of ten you know that'll be a good spot uh so i think you know the thing here is don't just latch onto something that's doing well like oh favorites and overs doing well let me blindly bet every favorite and over always remember that you know anytime favorites and overs do well typically the odds makers who set really sharp lines now because they have so much data off these games they may shade these numbers a little bit so you know if favorites are on the board it's like in the nfl you know pritch like if one week the favorites you know are 14 and two against the spread Beware of them the next week because those lines 
might be shaded a little bit in their favor. So therefore, going against them could have some value. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, little bounce back or big bounce back for dogs and unders. But really, two games yesterday, Femi. Texas. The Longhorns came up huge, huge, huge for a lot of uh, yes. sports books and contrarian betters. And this is a teachable moment for me. Anytime you get a favorite getting less than 40% of bets, less than 30% of bets, it's so rare because the public wants to sweat these you know, teams that are the better team expected to win. But when a dog becomes trendy, kind of like you saw there with Vatech, also recency bias, they ran through their conference tournament. Texas lost early. I love the fact that that was like minus one, minus one and a half. Didn't mm-hmm. really move at all. They're only getting 26% of bets. So always keep an eye out for those really, really contrarian favorites. They're rare, and I always want to be on them. And Texas really came through yesterday. Well, And that, that Texas game was the ultimate buy low, sell high spot. Is when I looked at the bracket, and I was like, I think Texas is going to win this game because like they're better than Virginia Tech. Everything that we saw all throughout the season said that Texas is better than Virginia Tech and should be favored by multiple points on a neutral court there. But like as you mentioned there, Texas bows out of the Big 12 tournament really early. Virginia Tech rolls through it, has the high-profile double-digit victory over Duke. People were wanting to buy into them as like this sleepy dark horse out of the ACC. And I'm like, this team was on the bubble like five days ago. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing here? It's a great point, Femi. And I think, you know, as betters, when I first started betting, it's like, you know, I would have hammered, you, you know, Virginia Virginia Tech in mm-hmm. that spot because it's like, oh, I want to bet the better team who's playing better. Uh, but then you kind of realize that things that are obvious and you expect to happen almost never happen in betting. So, again, you get an opportunity there where you can buy low on a team that disappointed. Also, recency bias really comes into play because, you know, betters, they may not have bet, you know, all season long, but maybe they yeah. dabbled in the conference tournaments. Now they're going to get down, you know, pretty hard in March Madness. They're going to remember, what have you done for me lately? So Texas was down. Vatek was up. Yet a super contrarian spot with a favorite came through. And then Femi, just one other one I wanted to mention to you. Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa State was one of those really, really disgusting plays. They disappointed. I was like, hey, I don't like them. I have no confidence in them, but I love this line move. They went from plus yeah. four and a half all the way down to four or three and a half. So uh, those are the kind of dogs that I like to get down on. Again, public on LSU. And also, anytime a line moves to the worst seeded team, I love that. Like, why was the line going to the 11 seed versus the six seed there? If you grab the points, you felt great. They end up winning it outright. And I think with that game, I kind of galaxy brained myself there because <laughs> I was like, here we go. I'm going to play LSU because they fired the coach. Everybody knows that they fired the coach. Will Wade there was dismissed. So this is like the spot to buy low on LSU. So I laid three right close to tip off there. And I was like, all right, I got him. Like, <laughs> here we go. And of course, LSU was had a disaster first half. Now their best player got into a little bit of foul trouble. Maybe things go differently if he doesn't. But uh, yeah, I stepped in it a little bit there and <laughs> Iowa State made some big shots down the stretch. So a uh, good call on that Iowa State Cyclones as they were in the second round against Wisconsin. That's a game Sunday that, I mean, <laughs> if you like defensive basketball, that is the one for you. But let's take a look at a game that's going on today. Tips off at 11.40 Pacific time, 2.40 over on the East Coast. Kansas, the number one seed out of the Midwest region, taking on Creighton, and the Jayhawks are laying 12.5 now, Josh. Total 140.5. What's your read on this game, whether it be side or total? So I can't play Kansas at this point. Again, they Mm. opened minus 11.5. They've been bet up to minus 12. I'm seeing some 12.5s out there. So uh, Kansas is one of your big popular plays. According to BetMGM, you only have uh, almost 70% or you have only 31% of bets on Creighton, 69% of bets on Kansas here. Now, Femi, my, I got to play Creighton here. So for one thing, it's an inflated line. I like to look at inflated yep. lines this time of year uh, because, again, the public is going to kind of really hammer home one side, which would be the Kansas side, the one seed here. So therefore, you're getting a inflated line, a better number off the opener because the public kind of helped push the line further to Kansas. So uh, again, if you can find a 
12 and a half. I look at Creighton here. This is kind of a blueprint play for me. They're only getting 31% of bets. Ken Palm actually has Kansas winning by nine points. So that's a little bit of, you know, or actually kind of a, a big amount of actionable value there. If you can find a 12 and a half, I'll grab it. Uh, I would also say maybe an over. I don't know if you want to sweat an over with me in this one, Femi. We're going to be, uh, I guess, watching the show, uh, you know, as we're watching the game, as we're doing the yep. show. But Ken Palm has a 141. This total open 138 and a half. It's up to 140. So the line is going to the over. You got some low bets, higher dollars. I'd maybe lean over here, and I, I kind of got to play Creighton only getting 31% yeah. of bets. And I think the important thing to point out for Creighton there is that their big man, Ryan Kalkbrenner, got injured late in the game against San Diego State. Now, is he worth three and a half points? No. I don't think he's, yeah. he's not. He's good, but he's not that good there. So I think that's why you're seeing some of that Kansas steam coming in there at open there. But like you mentioned, nine was the line for Ken Palm. And Ken Palm doesn't factor in injuries. He just kind of factors in team efficiencies and all that. But there's no way that there's a, nine, a three and a half point difference between their big man, Ryan Kalkbrenner, because he's not a national player of the year candidate by any means. So I think I might be there with you on Creighton. I almost might want to wait to see if we get 13. So maybe you get 13 and a half. That's a great point because, again, you know, people are waking up. The South Point, it's already popping here early. You know, <laughs> people are betting. And the early birds are <laughs> day. Yeah, so it's awesome. But I, I think to your point, it's totally true, Femi. Like, this game is 240. You know, if you're a data-driven better like me, the longer you wait, the better data you get because mm. more bets come in. You know, the bets and dollar discrepancies sometimes get a little bit heightened. You can look for those late moves. So, to your point, I don't really think there's any reason to bet Creighton right now. You know, the early move based off that injury was, I do think there was some respected money. Immediately, Kansas minus 11 and a half with that injury yep. but now you might as well just sit back and wait like someone told me a long time ago who, uh, who kind of gave me a lot of advice when I first started betting that favorites early dogs late more often than not the line will be pushed toward the better team or the team that's expected to win so to your point Femi really smart of you can you get a 13 I think mm -hmm. this thing will only creep up I would be surprised if you had any buyback here at Creighton yeah I have a Kansas future at 16 to 1 to win the national title so uh, as maybe a little uh, small hedge maybe we can middle this thing here and get Creighton home with a 12 and a half we'll see hold what on happens. Femi can I interrupt Interrupt yeah, you. you can interrupt. Yeah. You have a money line play on UNC. Can we I just do. say UNC is up 14 8 right now? It's early. It's early. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but I, I want to get you pumped over I, here. Though. I had a money line play on Colgate last night as well, plus 315, and I was getting excited in that second half, but then, of course, they go cold and score about four points over an eight minute span in the game. <laughs> so that did not go well for me either. But UNC early on playing well here as they're now up by eight against the top seeded Baylor Bears. So we'll keep our eyes on that game. The live line on that right now, Baylor minus one and a half. That's at even money the total 150 and a half right now in Baylor and North Carolina. Also later on in the day, this one is also of interest to me because I have a long shot future on the Michigan Wolverines at 125 to one Patrick and Michael were making fun of me last week saying that <laughs> Michigan shouldn't get into the tournament. Look at them now here in the round of 32 and they're catching six and a half against Tennessee total 136 and a half. Yeah, actually kind of like Michigan in this one. This is kind of a music to my ears. Yeah, I know Femi. I'm right there with you. So number one, you know, Michigan, you're in a really good Bible spot. Obviously they get it done. You know, it was tight there. Tennessee, a team that I actually am really high on, and you know, I kind of deep uh, going to the Sweet 16 in one of my brackets. But here's the thing: if you look at this spot here for Michigan, they're only they're one. They are the I mentioned this. They're the most contrarian play of the day. Only 17% of bets are on Michigan. Wow. This is huge lopsided here toward Tennessee. So again, if Tennessee you know rolls, covers, wins the game, uh, books are going to take a big hit. But what I like, Femi, is not only is are they only getting 17% of bets, but a lot of these six and a halfs um, we're showing seven on our board yeah. are down to six and a half, and actually see some books maybe inching down to six. I don't know if it gets there, but this would be what I call a line freeze. You have heavy, heavy, heavy betting on Tennessee. Again, almost 90% of bets. Yet why hasn't the line moved at all? If you can find a hook there, I, I, I actually, I'm going to have to play Michigan plus six and a half here. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the seven is here at the South Point where our studio is. You can get Michigan plus seven. And at this point, like 
I have a play on the first half under. I put under 64 in the first half because I think these are two – like Tennessee is an amazing defensive team. Michigan, I think also they, – they, they're going to come back down to earth a little bit from what we saw in the second half against Colorado State from an offensive efficiency standpoint. So I think that maybe it starts a little slow there. I didn't want to play with the full game uh, under just because of the foul situations. Sometimes the parade of the free throw line can get you over there. But uh, if you're hanging a seven, I think I might have to take Michigan. <laughs> Ken Palm's got a six, and also I lean under with you, Femi. It's kind of falling a little bit, 136 and a half, down to what, 136-ish? We're going to have a lot of plays. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll run to the window real quick. Exactly. Yeah. We're talking these things out. I'm <laughs> Add into the card. We'll see what happens on the other side. We break down Richmond Providence in a fun game out west between St. Mary's and UCLA. This is Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Eumann, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe is speaking of insights. Josh Applebaum here joining us in studio. <laughs> Absolutely fired up to have you in town here this weekend, Josh. And what a weekend to be in town in Las Vegas. And the game going on right now, we're at the under-12 timeout in the 1-8 game between North Carolina and Baylor. And the Tar Heels... So far, so good. They're up 21 to 10, and they have become the favorites on the live line over at BetMGM. Two and a half, they are laying it. 152 and a half is our total. Yeah, so I think anytime I see a favorite get down at this spot, Femi, I don't want to jinx you. I'm rooting for you here, just so you know. <laughs> but I think the first thing I look at is, do you want a live line that, that you know, technically who is now mm-hmm. a dog uh, in this Baylor spot? Because, again, you know, they close as a five and a half point favorite. Now, we were talking when the show first started, that five and a half down to five, or the juice-wise down to five, it was trending that way, was a good sign for your bet here. But... I think, you know, I don't have a, a perfect example of, of advice for this game, Femi. Yeah. I just think that, you know, you got to be careful when you live line because there's situations like, you know, you go to Gonzaga when they're, they were playing Georgia State. You know, that was neck and neck for a while. I was doing uh, My Guys with Stormy, and she, and the, she was saying that the live line was minus 14 with Gonzaga. <laughs> they end up covering the live line, but they don't cover the full game. Mm-hmm. But then there are other spots where, you know, like Richmond and Iowa, people who just hammered Iowa when they were down. Uh, if, you get, if you load up too much on a live line, it can really hurt you because if you don't come through, you're going to take all all those losses consecutively. So uh, I think if you're in the North Carolina position, as you are, Femi, you ride, you ride this thing out. Uh, part of me wants to live line Baylor because they're down right now and you're getting a better number. But I would just be a little bit careful here because, you know, all live lines are nice until you lose them all because you load up too much on a favorite who's down. Uh, but right now, again, UNC backers are feeling good. Yeah, up 14 now, 11 minutes to play in the first half. We'll see how this unfolds. A lot of basketball left to be played. I'm not celebrating or at least too much. Uh, we're not going to count any chickens before they hatch. But, uh, so far, so good for the Tar Heels. It's funny that you brought up that Gonzaga and Georgia State game because I was uh, watching it with Sean King over on Thursday, and we were hanging out, and I was like, okay, like let's see what's going on. I bet Gonzaga minus 22 and a half. So early on, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like This is not going well. But Georgia State had that injury to their big guy late in the first half, and then they had their other two or maybe even three bigs get in foul trouble. And that's why I wondered with Sean, like, the first live number I saw was Gonzaga minus 11, and we didn't pull it. We were like, ah, I don't 
don't know. We'll see. And then they went on another run, and I was like, then it got to 14, like you mentioned. I was like, let's do this now. Gonzaga lay it 14 and a half. They go out on another run. Next commercial timeout, Gonzaga 19. I was like, I'm laying it again, Sean. Are you with me? He's like, I'm good. <laughs> so I laid that 19, and then I backed off after that, and they ended up winning the game by 21, I believe it was. But I think with live betting, not only are you looking at the numbers, but also if you see foul trouble, injuries, I think those are key indicators as well that just don't get accounted into the numbers because those are live numbers are usually attached to the pregame spread. Yeah, and I think great point by you. Like, I think there's two ways to approach live lines. You can take it from a strictly data-driven, you know, analytics mm-hmm. standpoint of just, hey, you know, the full game odds were this, the, you know, now the odds are this. That's actual value in my opinion. But I think what you said is really important, Femi. I don't think you can ever or maybe you shouldn't ever live line a game if you're not watching it. Yes. I think when you're watching a game, you pick up on intricacies. And, you, you, you know, if you're from afar, you're looking at the scoring, the final score. Maybe you're looking at the box scores. But box scores sometimes can kind of mess with you. You know, they don't tell the whole story. So to your point, like if you're going to Live line a, uh, a, a spot like that with Gonzaga, it's because the other team had a, had an injury. It's because the other team is in foul trouble. So again, if you're live lining, uh, you could play just based on the numbers, and I hope you cash, but really you got to be watching a game in order to live line, in my opinion. Yeah. I almost covered all the numbers. The, the two live <laughs> numbers covered. The pregame one almost covered until Georgia State snuck through the back door there at the end, but it still came out a winner in that game. But yeah, there's another opportunity in live betting. When you watch the games, you do pick up on things that are just not accounted for in the betting market. Let's see what's going on because this team, Providence, there's something there that's not being accounted for with the Providence Fires. They continue to outperform market expectations. People call them lucky. Maybe they're just good at winning close games. We'll try to decide that later on, but they're taking on Richmond later on today. Tip off 3-10, 6-10 over on the East Coast. They're laying three and a half total, 134 and a half. What do you make of this game here? So I think first off, Providence, you know, there's something we can learn from their last game against South Dakota State. South Dakota State, Femi, everyone I was talking to on Twitter, that was like a really, really trendy upset play. They love the Jackrabbits. And they love yeah, love the Jackrabbits. I was actually in the elevator and someone had a San Diego State, you know, jacket. And I was like, damn, like they got some, they had a following out here in <laughs> Vegas. But the point there was they became too trendy. And the, the important thing mm-hmm. with Providence was they bottomed out at, I want to say like minus two in game day. They went up to two and a half, even though the public was all over San Diego State. So uh, that's important with that mo- late movement. I actually would go Richmond here personally. You know, I am a little bit worried because I wrote the, the Visa newsletter this morning, visa.com slash newsletter. And this was a really sharp line freeze. Like uh, according to BetMGM, you know, Richmond's only getting 25% of bets, 75% of bets here are on Providence, but the line really didn't move. It opened, Providence laying three, stayed three, but you did see some movement this morning. Providence got up to three and a half, even four. Yeah. I want to say one book maybe even flirted with a four and a half. I think there was a four and a half. Yeah, and it got scooped up real quick, Femi. Came right back down, so I'll take the three and a half here. Again, when you get to deeper in the tournament and you're giving me teams that are almost, I'll be honest, Femi, teams getting 40%, 30% or less of bets, I have to play them. This is the best time to go, to go contrarian, almost out of principle. Now, I want to move toward that team, kind of like Iowa State yesterday. So uh, these inflated lines haven't done very well thus far, and this would be an inflated line. But give me Richmond here. Uh, they're only getting 25% of bets. Providence uh, is favored by three in, in, in terms of Ken Palm. So I'll take the, uh, the points here. And then also, Femi, uh, good ATS, bad ATS. This is something I always look at. Like Providence, they're 18 and 13 against the spread. That means people who have bet on them this year have a good, a good uh, memory of them. Like they've covered a lot yep. of numbers. I feel good about that team. Richmond, great run here. You beat Iowa, but you're only 17 and 18 against the spread. So people who have bet them, maybe not as confident. I like to buy low on the, on the team that's kind of not covering as much as the team that is. I'll take the three and a half here with Richmond. Especially, too, in these markets that have so much money coming into them, public money, sharp money, whichever way you want to look at it. And th- when you get those line freezes, like you mentioned, that could be a pretty good indicator. BetMGM has three and a half. There's a four in the market at a pretty prominent sports book here. And that four seems a little rich for me in terms of 
Providence there. So maybe Richmond is the play if you can get that plus four in the market. I think so. And Femi, another thing I like to do is like when you see a move, uh, kind of do like a little bit like a timer, like count how long or see how long that move stays there because, mm -hmm. you know, it was very quick that, you know, Providence at some shops were four and a half or four. A lot of them are pretty much down to three and a half. So anytime you see a line move one way and it quickly gets, you know, caught up the other way and bought back, that's a good sign that, hey, it moved too much and maybe it was just a, a value play there on Richmond. You know, if a line moves a lot and stays where it's at, then that kind of worries you if you're on the dog spot there because maybe there's no reason for the books to kind of bring it back Richmond's way. Uh, Baylor has made a little bit of a run here, but they just fouled a jump shooter. I believe that was Davis. So North Carolina will go to the line up by eight as we're at the under eight timeout. It was uh, 14 earlier, but now we're down to eight. But still, we're in decent shape. You know, don't want to count any chickens before they hatch here or anything like that. But uh, right now, North Carolina, two and a half total, 154 and a half. So we saw a little bit of overaction. We're trending over in a game with North Carolina. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, and Femi, I'll tell you one thing. I know we're kind of up against it, but like, uh, I didn't realize this out here. People love love to bet the first to 15 points. Like Man. that was not a thing for me. I didn't realize <laughs> that that was so popular, but we were doing shows from Mandalay Bay where they were going absolutely nuts. I had Delaware hit and people, and I'm like, what are they cheering for? Like, it's like three minutes into the game. Like what's up? Uh, but apparently that's a really big prop bet. Uh, so, Hey, maybe I have to get down on that before I leave and go back to Boston. Yeah. First to 15, first to thirties. Like you can do all these things and make sure you're cashing all throughout the game here, or maybe you're not cashing. <laughs> that can also be a problem as well. we got a couple minutes. Let's start this. St. Mary's and UCLA conversation. I think this is one of the going to be one of the better games of the weekend here. The Bruins laying two and a half total 125 and a half. This game is being played in Portland Two West coast teams. Atmosphere is going to be off the charts out there in rip city. It really is Femi. I'm going to keep monitoring this, but I'm leaning towards St. Mary's in the points here. You know, one thing that jumped out to me again, looking at these betting percentages, it's a five versus a four. I think the kind of the public mindset of these teams is, Oh, UCLA, huge school, all these you know, mm -hmm. NBA players. They had a deep run last year. That's another thing, you know, go back to last year, the memory of UCLA making that improbable run, the first four all the way to the championship versus St. Mary's, who's kind of like this cute, like hidden out West. Like yep. it's nice. You got these great records, but when it's really, you know, comes to, you know, uh, the important time of year, like I think there's a bias that they're, they're a small school and like, I don't want to bet on a small school. I want to bet on the big school like UCLA here, but I wouldn't sleep on, on St. Mary's. Uh, and again, they had a really good rest tired matchup there against Indiana where Indiana playing their fifth game in seven days, finally caught up to them. So St. Mary's is good to go. And I think this is a spot to grab the points. A lot of these books, you know, open two and a half or three. It's pretty much stayed two and a half or three. If you can find a three here, and it's pretty widely available across the market, I'd look at St. Mary's plus three because uh, this is another really lopsided play. Only around 42% of bets here on St. Mary's. Ken Palma, St. Mary's losing by two. So if I'm contrarian, my buddy Ken Palma has a little bit of an edge. <laughs> Maybe we see buyback threes down to two and a half. That's what I really want to see. I'm leaning toward uh, St. Mary's here plus three. Yeah, this is the number 11 versus the number 16 team in Ken Palm's ratings there. St. Mary's, if you haven't watched them play, this is a really good basketball team. I mean, they beat up Gonzaga pretty well to end the regular season on their senior night out there in the WCC. But you look at that trend right there on our graphic and Pac-12 teams. I'm a Pac-12 guy, Josh. Let's not disrespect the Conference of Champions. 20-6 and six ATS in second round games over the last 26 Maybe Pac-12 is a little undervalued. And all you hear is Pac-12 is terrible. Pac-12 is terrible. Yeah. This time of year, you go the other way, they're doing pretty good so far. How about that last year? You had Oregon State, UCLA, USC, all in the Elite Eight there. Conference of Champions. Don't sleep on them. West Coast, Best Coast. This is how we do things. <laughs> on the other side, I want to ask you a question about playing the money line or the points in a game like St. Mary's UCLA. We'll discuss that. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. The second round of BetMGM's March matchups will be underway now. And here's a chance for every college basketball fan to bet the board. Simply register using bonus code MM160 and place a $20 wager on any game in the second round of the tournament. And you'll receive $160 in free bets that you can use for the rest of today's tournament action. That's a $20 free bet for each of the eight games. Enough to keep you on the edge of your seat all day and all night. Log into your BetMGM account or sign up before round two and place a single $20 wager to receive $160 to bet the board with only at the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. 
Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe rolling alongside Josh Applebaum here at the VEASAN studios. And we were talking about St. Mary's UCLA on the other side. And I wanted to ask you a question about this game because Stephen Bond, our producer, says he likes the Gales on the money line. So I wanted to ask you because at BetMGM, UCLA's two and a half point favorites, total 125 and a half. I know you're leaning towards St. Mary's. When do you decide whether to play the money line versus the points in a closely spread game like this with grabbing two and a half? So it's a really, really interesting conversation. I think you talk to different bettors, you may get different answers. Now, my opinion of this, number one, I'm rooting for James Bond, our producer, <laughs> to cash this bet because I'll take the points and, and get take the plus three. I hope uh, James hits this uh, plus 135, plus 140. But I look at it a couple different ways, Pritch. Like, if I'm going to dog, I'm going to take the points. Again, just this time of year, there are backbreaking, you know, buzzer beaters, backdoor covers. Uh, you actually saw it last night with David where uh, they had a line move in their favor. If mm-hmm. you got the early one and a half, you covered. You get the early one, you push. If you laid the late move, uh, you lost there. So if I'm a, on a dog, I'll take the points. You know, the whole point to me is I want to win my bet. I would hate to take, you know, in this spot, you know, let's say St. Mary's plus three. They lose by, they lose by you know, two. If I took the money line, I lose my bet. Whereas if I yep. took the spread in the three, I cover my number. Now, on the other hand, if I'm on a favorite, like let's say you like UCLA here, I'm not laying the minus two and a half. I'm going minus 150 money line on a yeah. favorite because, uh, again, situations like this, uh, to me, you're going to protect. You're going to pay a little more juice. That's the thing. It's all about the price. It's all about the risk and the reward. So you can say to yourself, you know, I want to lay UCLA minus two and a half, just minus 110 odds. I'll be able to get more on the take back there because I'm only uh, paying the minus 110. And maybe people are scared off by that minus 150. But to me, Femi, I want to win my bet. I'm willing to pay more of a price here on the juice just to protect myself from a backdoor cover. Or imagine this has happened to betters all the time happened to me happens to me uh, especially early before I kind of went do it when I started doing this kind of money line favorite again if you're like three or less I'll go money line here but what mm-hmm. if you go UCLA minus two and a half they win by two they win by one you lose your two and a half yep. I will pay a higher price here on the money line knowing that I just have to win the game that's my personal take but what do you think Femi how do you approach these small numbers it's tricky in a low total game like this I think I'd be more inclined to grab the points just because it's these two games are they're two closely contested teams. I doubt that any side will be able to run away from the other one there. So I think grabbing that two and a half is not the worst thing, especially if it gets to three. And if you can find a three with St. Mary's, I think that's a very valuable bet there. Grabbing St. Mary's plus the three, but one twenty-five and a half. We know St. Mary's loves to slow down. They play one of the slowest tempos in the country. UCLA, they don't really play particularly fast as well. We saw that in the game against Akron the couple nights ago. So I think I would grab the points. One of the reasons why I grabbed money line with North Carolina was that like, okay, this is kind of a higher total game, high variance. North Carolina tends to be a volatile team. They sometimes get blown out. They sometimes pull off big upsets. So that's why I thought North Carolina plus 200 on the money line was a valuable bet. But in a lower total game, I think I'd be more inclined to take the two and a half. But also if you like UCLA, like you mentioned, lay it on the money line there. Because I think in tournament situations, you want to try to align your bet with the team's interest as well. And UCLA doesn't care if they win by one. They just care if they win the game. And if you lay two and a half, you need them to win by three. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point, Femi. And again, you mentioned the total here. Uh, it's a really low number, 127. We actually have seen this thing fall down to 126 and a half or even 126. I know Ken Palm has it. And it's funny how Ken Palm always has it right on the number. I think right? he's got a 126. <laughs> so uh, again, not much of an actual value there. But to me, when you have an immediate move to the under, I kind of quantify that as kind of a, a sharp move, a respected move, because mm-hmm. those early numbers that get hit, the public isn't waking up saying, wow, I can't wait to sweat the under in St. Mary's UCLA. <laughs> I guess, they're out here. They're having fun, Pritch. The drinks are flowing. You want to root for 
and over and root every time they score. That's a psychological bias there. So anytime you, you see that immediate like half point, one point move to the under. Now, on the one hand, you're not getting the best of it. You miss kind of the triggering number, which was 127, 126 and a half, something like that. But I would lean under. Again, St. Mary's one of the best defensive teams. There's some familiarity. Maybe get that, you know, 62 to 60 type yep. game, something like that. Now, what do you make of this? Because at BetMGM, the line is two and a half. But pretty much everywhere here in town, we're seeing three. South Point just went to three as well. So we're seeing a little bit of UCLA money coming in. Do you think that's maybe some of these folks behind us jamming the Bruins because that's the brand name <laughs> team? Or do you think there's some respected money behind that move? So that doesn't mean too much to me, Femi. I mean, the mm -hmm. two and a half to three, because you can look at different books that were opening three, stayed three. Some were two and a half up to three. I think it's important. You know, the, it's not like back in the day, like when we first started betting on sports and you had like crazy outliers where one book was a one and one was yeah. a five. Like the market's really efficient. <laughs> Legalized betting has really kind of made it uh, an efficient market where the, if you're an outlier, like if you're hanging a, a four on this game or a one, hit. yeah, you're going to get hammered. Yeah. So these books are unwilling to do that you know, to their benefit. Um, but to me, it's a late game too. So if you want to wait this thing out, uh, you could take a chance. Like what I would want to do, what I hope to do is hit St. Mary's plus three and see this get down to all those books that are three down to two and a half. I want to, it's always a good sign when the number's kind of moving late in your favor. Like if I hit a plus three right now and this thing goes to three and a half or four, then I'll be worried about my St. Mary's. Bet. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's like if it's it gets to three and a half or four, some people might say, "Oh, well, that's when I want to get on St. Mary's." But it's also like maybe that's the red flag of like UCLA is going to win this game. And I'll give you a perfect <laughs> example. It was the Boise Memphis game. Like that early move mm. was toward Memphis. Memphis, I think, it was like minus two up to like three and a half, and they were like really popular. The line was going in their favor, and I'm like, man, let me take Boise here at the plus three and a half. The inflated that's what I number. Did. <laughs> and yeah, so that's the one thing, Femi. Like every March Madness, the inflated line system. Like if you're a dog getting forty percent, you open plus five, you go to plus seven. I would always love grabbing those inflated lines. It's kind of like in bowl games in college football as well. Surprisingly, that hasn't done very well to start. So I'm wondering if these inflated lines start mm -hmm. to bark soon. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting when you just kind of look at these markets. I know a lot of recreational bettors, they just look at the board. They don't, they're not looking at what's going on across the market there. But when you look at these markets, you really see some interesting things that you can kind of gather and hopefully extract a little bit of information from prior to tip-off. Uh, right now, North Carolina, they lead 35-24, 2-34 left to go in that game. We'll discuss that more at length once we go to half out there in the eight and the one-seed match. But let's touch on Memphis and Gonzaga. This is a really interesting game. Gonzaga has become a public team. However, the line is moving against them. It's been moving against them since it opened Thursday afternoon. Right now, the Zags, nine and a half point favorites against Memphis. Total 155 and a half. And you think this might be a contrarian spot on the favorite. I actually do, Femi, and I went into this, and actually we were doing the show at, uh, at Mandalay Bay yesterday, and uh, the head odds maker there was t telling us that early on there was a Memphis move. I think some of these shops were, you know, Memphis getting like 11 and a half, 11, mm. 10 and a half even. It's now down to nine and a half. So on the one hand, I want to be with what I consider these sharp moves. Like, again, you look at uh, line movement so far, the NCAA tournament, 20 and 10 ATS, 67%. Just literally, if a line goes at least a half point in your favor, you're covering two out of three games so far. So that would match with Memphis. But here's the other thing. Femi. Memphis is becoming very trendy. Yes. Memphis is now getting across the market. Uh, I'll dial this up for you, but uh, Gonzaga is only getting 34% of bets. So, if, how, like, ask yourself this. How often does is Gonzaga the unpopular team? And maybe they're, like, by definition, oh, they're getting 48% of bets or 47. Mm -hmm. They never get 34% of bets. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is significant. This is significant. And to your point, you know, getting the best number, like, it's not a perfect play for me because I want to respect that early Memphis money, but now you're getting Gonzaga minus 9.5 where they're only getting 34 
84% of bets. Uh, to me, this is a play to buy low on Gonzaga at this point. Uh, Ken Palm does have the Zags. I think he's got him winning by 12 in this one. So yeah. I might have to lay the nine and a half, Pritch. I never thought I'd wake up and say I'm going to lay the points with Gonzaga. I thought they'd be a huge public play. They're not. Public's grabbing Memphis. The line did move there, but I think right now you're in a buy low spot to actually lay the points with the Zags. You never get them getting 34%. So the fascinating thing about this game is that it opened Thursday afternoon right after Gonzaga defeated Georgia State, and that was amidst all the chaos of all the other games going on, and I made sure to check the line. I was like, all right, what, what's the best number on Memphis that I can get? So I actually grabbed a 12 and a half with Memphis, and now I'm starting to think of like, okay, where's my Gonzaga buy point? Is it nine and a half? Maybe is it nine? I'm trying to, trying to think about how low can this actually go here with the Zags? Now, I know it's not gonna, it's not a great middle, because college basketball, those numbers are not significant, like 10, 11, 12. It's not the significant numbers here, but at some point, Gonzaga's got to be really valuable. I think they're right now. I don't know if this goes any lower. Like, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. juice on some of these minus nine and a half for Gonzaga. A lot of them are minus nine and a half, minus 115, or at least a couple of them. So yeah. I think this thing maybe gets back up to 10. If you want to play Gonzaga, I know it's a late night, Femi. Uh, I got to sweat UFC, too. I got to keep <laughs> one eye on both of these games here. But I think minus nine and a half is the play, and I think this thing gets back to 10. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm thinking right now here. I, I like the matchup for Memphis from the numbers aside here, just because Memphis is such a big team. But the thing that concerns me about Memphis is that they turn the ball over at an incredible rate. Will go right up to and the, court the Zags, and score, yeah. they run as fast as anyone in the country. There could be a lot of transition opportunities, but I do think Jalen Duran against Drew Timmy, I think that's a matchup that favors Memphis, but you still got to worry about Chet Holmgren and with the other weapons for Gonzaga here. But yeah, to me, it's a fascinating matchup. I love that it's the nightcap because I think it's going to be a really, really fun game to end the slate here for Saturday's round two action. On the other side, we're going to start our number two, taking a look at the NBA card here that's betting across America, presented by Bet. MGM. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you.